All right, guys, Bobby Whitman. Hey, guys, I am back at it. You already know what the deal is, guys. We're going to be talking about sales. More so, we are going to be talking about what the difference is between a professional salesman and then an amateur salesman. And guys, if you're listening to this and you want to be a more effective speaker, but even more so, a more effective listener, because that is the key, tune in. So when we're talking about a professional salesman versus an amateur salesman, one of the biggest difference is how these two people gather intelligence, but then also how these two people present the exact same idea. And I really like to try to make things a bit relevant, right? So think about a 64 pack crayons. You know, you could give that 64 pack to me and give me an 11 by 14 piece of paper and then you could give that exact same 64 pack to, I don't know, say Michelangelo back in the 1700s. And the two of us might have the exact same tools. We might have quite literally the exact same piece of paper, I don't know what you call it, piece of mache uh, to make the artwork on. And we are going to be able to give you two completely different products. Now, if you were smart, you'd probably take mine, but Let's be real here. Michelangelo, he is one of the greatest of all time. Maybe it's David. I don't even know what the name of the guy is. But the guy that made the really famous statue. But how is that? How is it that two people are able to get completely different results with the exact same material? That is quite literally what one of the greatest differences is between an amateur salesman and a professional salesman. And to make this much more relevant, but to make it more real, let's break it down. Gathering intelligence. What do I quite literally mean by that? When I say to gather intelligence, what we're talking about here is asking questions in such a way that we are able to elicit certain reactions, but even more so elicit certain emotional responses. Because what happens is when we're selling, but we're gathering intelligence, is we are trying to use emotion to trigger logic because at its highest level, what selling is, it's real simple. It's just the transference of emotion. And so let me give you guys one really quick and succinct breakdown of what a professional might do when he's asking a question versus what an amateur does. And see if you can spot what the difference is and then we'll review it. So let me give you what the amateur does. Actually, I'm just going to give you guys one of the two, and then we're going to talk about it, and then we're going to go into the other one. Okay, so here's number one. So tell me a bit more about what your timeline looks like. Okay, guys, I didn't even do that correctly. Because the question might have been right, but the tonality was wrong. When we ask questions, there needs to be two core tonalities, which must be heard, seen, felt by the prospect every single time. Every single time. And I cannot overstate this enough because if you miss the mark with this, you are not going to be able to elicit the correct response. And so I'm going to ask the exact same question, but with the right time. So tell me a bit more about that time. What does that look like for you guys? Closer. 
Still not exactly it, but that plays. Because what my tonality just showed you was, hey, I'm reasonable, you're reasonable, what's that look like, right? Also, look, I'm reasonable, you're reasonable, let's do the reasonable. That's how we need to become new friends. Okay, so that whole thing, those two examples were, we're gonna say person number one. So that's either an amateur or a professional, or a young professional. <laughs> number two, <clears throat> how uh, this person might ask a question. So. Tell me a bit more about your timeline, but then also tell me what's going on with the budget. Okay, so what did we just do again? I thought that we learned the lesson from the first one. We didn't ask the question in the right tonality. Because the tonality that you just heard was that of the Grand Inquisitor. If I was on the other side of the table and I heard that, I would know immediately that this person was just trying to figure out how they could sell me. That is why tonality is so critical. Because most people, when they see you as a salesman, they're seeing you as, if you're sitting at a table, you're face-to-face, -face, you're head-to-head. -head. How you want to be coming across is sitting next to them. You're not across the table from them, you're next to them. And you're talking to them as if they were friend, or maybe not a friend, but someone who they could trust. In essence, a, a consigliere, la consigliere, which I think in the Italian mobs was, it was a position of trust. It was a person who you always went to. It was basically the most reasonable mind about how to proceed. Okay, so let's try that one again. So person number two. We already tried that question the first time. We're gonna do it again, except this time, give it the right tonality. So tell me just a bit more about your timeline and you know, maybe what it is that you're thinking about budget. Maybe what it is that you're thinking about budget. Just a ballpark. Closer. Still not exactly it. What did you see as the main difference between person one and person two? And if you were to take a guess right now, which person was the professional between the two? And honestly, guys, if you don't get this right, then that's more of a reflection on me and my failure as a teacher than on you. But just say it out loud. Which person between the two, and say that I did the best execution of each one with the tonality, If you chose option number one as the professional, you are correct. And here's why. Amateur salesmen, but amateur speakers and amateur persuaders, what they often do is they ask a series of questions. So they're putting one question on top of another question on top of another question. That's what we heard in the second speaker. And it was a bit sly because I only asked two questions, just two. But what happens when your client is speaking, when your prospect is speaking, when whoever it is is speaking that you're trying to ultimately influence, they're also trying to keep track of what it is that you've asked them. Because here is a core insight, and check this out. 
people don't want to come across as dumb. And when you give them multiple questions in one stream, they're trying to keep up the whole time. And for a lot of people, that is stressful. And when people are stressed out just trying to keep up with your questions, you know what happens? They put up their guard. They put up their guard. So literally, you were sitting across the table from them, and now imagine this like a prison room situation. There is now a glass panel between the two of you. And you got to pick up the phone, and you've got to convince this other guy to pick up the phone, or woman, it doesn't matter, and hear you out. Guys, a major piece to professional selling is being able to ask a singular question in a concise manner then closing your deal. You ask a question, you are extremely pointed with it, meaning that when you speak, all of your words, every single thing is clearly enunciated so that it cannot be misperceived. So when we're asking a question and we wish to become professional salesmen, we must be able to, or the person who we're speaking with, must be able to understand exactly what it is that we're saying because we are so freaking articulate. And here's the thing too. Just because you're articulate doesn't mean that you're able to put together a good one-line question. Someone who is incredibly articulate is able to break down complex thoughts into easy-to-understand nuggets. You should quite literally, I think, I don't know if this is true yet because I haven't done enough research, but I'm going to try to find out. But you should be able to explain what it is that you're doing at basically a fifth grade level to anyone. And that is just as true of explaining your products and your services as explaining, or more so, asking, asking a question. Because when we ask questions at that fifth grade level, quite literally what we're showing someone is that, you know what, we know the exact way to get you to your right solution, or to more so your ideal solution. Because for most people, and again, I actually don't know if that's a fair generalization, the things which we sell, products, services, ourselves, ideas, at their core, they're human. That's why we relate to them. And so that is quite literally what it is that we need to be able to keep in mind. Because a concise question, a pointed question, but a question that allows someone to make, they share their information about what it is that they know, what it is that they don't know, will tell to that person, quite literally, it will signal to that person that you know where this conversation is going, and you're asking these questions for a reason. And the reason being so that you can help them. The reason being is so that you And so when we're talking about what the difference is between a professional and an amateur, it's oftentimes the exact same starting material. Question is a question. An answer is an answer. But how we go forth in putting these ideas together makes all the difference. So, guys, actionable takeaways from this episode. When we're asking questions, there are two core tonalities which must be seen, heard, and felt every single time. 
every single time, every time. We got it every time. One is that I care. And number two is that I'm just like you. Hey, I care, and I'm just like you. And you can literally practice those tonalities by just saying those phrases. I care. I care. And look, I'm just like you. And look, I'm just like you. At its highest level, selling and influence is the transference of emotion. And we want to elicit positive emotions, but emotions that instill courage. And guys, those are the positive ones. So when you're doing these practices, if you're doing it and you don't sound like you're smiling, you're doing it wrong. Because what we do when we speak at a certain level is we elevate people. And we elevate them quite literally by elevating our own emotional state. Because think about it. Think about a vacation you've been on. Think about a date that you've been on. Think about just something incredible that's happened in your life. And you might not be a person that smiles externally or outwardly, but you were happy. Incredible. And think about how you spoke with other people at that time. You probably put off an energy that was just magnetic. So we're creating magnetism. I think what's so fascinating about this profession, but really the calling of selling and sales, is we're energy benders in a sense. And maybe that's not the right verbiage, but at this point in time, I believe it is. But we're energy benders and we're dream weavers and we're a lot of different adjectives that you want to throw in there. But I also feel like we're architects. And we're architects for other people's best reality. And the core behind that is that we actually have to be looking out for other people's best interest. But that's our job. Our job is to be able to help someone else have a better outcome, a better life. And it might quite literally be something as simple as, say, pencils or Band-Aids. Think about Centos, the multi-trillion dollar Band-Aid company. Or it could be one of the most intricate technologies the world has ever seen. At the end of the day, what it all has in common is that talking about the vision of a better life and how our product allows for that. And so I really feel like if you take the reverence to understand that, you know, we're all in this human condition together and truthfully, you know, at times it can kind of seem kind of jacked up. And this was a conversation I was actually having with my cousin the other day. Um, but what an incredible opportunity for you and I to make a positive change. And when you go about your day, and I'm not going to say with this exact mentality because I'm still working on it every day, but when you go out into the world and you make your script, hey, how can I serve you? How can I be a blessing to someone? How can I be a blessing to, to my community, to my coworkers, to my family members, to my relational person, whoever that might be? How can I serve them? Versus who can help me? 
between the, the flip switches. And when you are running towards helping other people so that they can have their opportunities, opportunities come running towards you. They come running towards you. So that's what we got, guys. We have a handful of thoughts all mixed into one podcast episode, but man, I'll tell you this, guys. I'm having a lot of fun, and to everyone that's tuning in, please know, I really, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it.